For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject patterns of exile and redemption in exodus this is part two of the series now let's look at the biblical pattern of exile or bondage and of redemption or deliverance it follows this pattern number one the people of the god of israel quit following torah and quit teaching torah to their children that's the start of it and what follows that is the people of the god of israel going into exile because they're not following torah and physical or spiritual bondage Number three, after being in exile and experiencing physical and spiritual bondage, the people of the God of Israel cry unto the God of Israel because of their exile in bondage. And in doing that, the God of Israel, by his mercy, sends a deliverer to redeem his people from their physical or spiritual bondage or being in exile. Now let's look at step number one is quit following Torah. In Isaiah chapter 42, verses 22 and 24 it is written but this is a people robbed and spoiled they are all of them snared in holes and they are hid in prison houses they are for a prey and none delivers for a spoil and none says restore who gave Jacob for a spoil and Israel to the robbers did not the Lord he against whom we have sinned for they would not walk in his ways neither were they obedient to his Torah so as a result of not walking in the ways of the God of Israel and being obedient to his Torah, his people are said to be in a prison house or exile or bondage. The rabbis teach that the children of Israel in Egypt, that they had went to the 49th level of impurity. And the rabbis say that the lowest level of impurity is 50. They had gone just to the brink where they had steeped to the lowest level of impurity. And it was at that point that the God of Israel then brought redemption to his people. We are commanded to to teach Torah to our children. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7, it is written, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. In these words which I command you this day, what words is he commanding them this day? That is Torah. Shall be in your heart. The Torah shall be written upon your heart. Psalm chapter 40, verses 7 and 8. And you shall teach them diligently unto your children. You will talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, 
When you lie down, when you rise up. That means all the time. Not just one time a week when you gather with everybody else. Psalm 78 verse 5 says, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a Torah in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. Isaiah 54 verse 13, And all your children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Not teaching our children Torah causes them to go into exile or bondage. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 9. This is a rebellious people. Now let's look at the definition of being rebellious. Lying children, children that will not hear the Torah of the Lord. If you don't follow Torah, you're regarded as being rebellious. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Let's see what is defined as being knowledge. Because you've rejected knowledge, I will reject you, and you will be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the Torah of your God, I will forget your children. So if you're to teach your children Torah and you don't, that means they will, as a result, not follow Torah, probably, and they will end up going into spiritual bondage. So that is why when you forget the Torah of your God, God forgets your children. He's not forgetting your children. It's a consequence of disobedience. Step number two is going into exile and spiritual and physical bondage. Exodus chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 it is written, And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. You see, once they went to the 49th level of impurity, which is what the rabbis teach, it resulted in their bondage that the Egyptians imposed upon them. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 6 it is written, And the Egyptians evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. We can see that not following Torah and the ways of the God of Israel results in exile or bondage from Judges chapter 2 verses 11 and 13 and 14 as it is written. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and they served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord and they served Baal and Ashtoreth. Ashtoreth is the goddess of sex and fertility. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them and he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Step number three, as a result of being in exile and in bondage, the children of Israel will cry out to the God of Israel because of their situation. Exodus chapter 2 verse 23. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. We can see this as well in Judges chapter 10 verse 10. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, saying, We have sinned against you because we have forsaken our God, and we have served Balaam. Step number four. The God of Israel remembers his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and sends a deliverer. Exodus chapter 2 verse 24 it is written, And God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and
stand with Jacob. Therefore, he calls the deliverer. This is Moses. Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 through 4, it is written, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Hineni, which means, here am I. Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. The God of Israel commissions Moses to be his agent through which he's going to deliver and redeem his people out of Egyptian bondage. Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, it is written, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them. This is an illusion that, look, it is Yahweh, Yahweh that's speaking, and Yahweh says, I am going to come down to deliver them. This is a illusion that Yeshua, who is the one speaking to Moses, is telling Moses that because of the bondage of my people, I am going to come down and deliver them. But here he's speaking to Moses first that Moses is going to be sent, and it's later that Yeshua will come for the same reason, to deliver his people from bondage. Moses is is the sent deliverer of Israel. Exodus chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, verses 13 and 14, it is written, Come now therefore, and I will send you unto Pharaoh, that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I am come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, You shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. What's being emphasized is Moses is being sent to the children of Israel. Exodus chapter 3 verse 15. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Exodus chapter 4 verse 28. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him, and all the signs which he had commanded him. Exodus chapter 7 verse 16. And you shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has has sent me unto you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness, and behold, hitherto you would not hear. Yeshua is the sent deliverer of Israel. John chapter 6, verse 4. In the Passover, a feast of the Jews was nigh. John chapter 6, verses 38 and 39, it is written. Yeshua says, For I have come down from heaven. The same thing that he tells Moses. I'm going to come down to deliver my people. I'm come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is my Father's will, which has sent me, that of all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. John chapter 6, verse 40, verse 44, and verse 57. Once again, what is being emphasized is Yeshua is the sent one of the Father.
Father to redeem his people. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eats me, even he shall live by me. The God of Israel redeemed his people for the purpose that they would serve him and be his servants. And the way that they would serve him is that they would take upon themselves the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that they would pledge to be the people of the God of Israel and to obey his Torah. Exodus chapter 3 verses 11 and 12. Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with you, and this shall be a token unto you that I have sent you. When you have brought forth the people out of Egypt, you will serve God upon this mountain. We serve God upon the mountain. We serve God by following Torah and keeping his commandments. So they were redeemed out of Egypt, which is associated with Passover, to come to Mount Sinai and to serve the God of Israel. Leviticus chapter 25 verse 55, we are told that the people of the God of Israel whom he redeems is his servants as it is written. For unto me the children of Israel are servants. They are my servants whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So he purchased his people. He bought us. That is why it says in the Brit Hadashah, we are not our own. We are bought with a price. And that price is the blood of the Lamb. We are on a spiritual journey from Egypt to Mount Zion. The redemption that takes place in the end of days from all the nations where the house of Jacob has been scattered. We are to go to a mountain, that is Mount Zion, where we will serve him. That is the rule and reign with Messiah during the Messianic era. We're redeemed to serve. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 22 and 23. And the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there, that is Egypt, that is the nations of the world, we've been scattered in the end of days, that he might bring us in to give us a land which he swore to our fathers. What is that land? The land of Canaan, the land of Israel. What is that land? That is the rule and reign with Messiah during the Messianic era. So he redeems us to bring us into a land that he promised to our forefathers. We can see that in the end of days, that the God of Israel gathers his people from all the nations of the world and he brings them to Zion and he brings them to the land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14 and verse 18, it is written, Turn, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married unto you and I will take you one of a city and two of a family and I will bring you to Zion. In those days, the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers. Returning to the land, returning to Zion, but what happens when he brings us to Zion? It's out of Zion that the Torah is taught 
to all nations. Isaiah chapter 2 verses 2 and 3. It will come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. We will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. In Exodus chapter 3 verses 13 through 15 we are also told that when we are redeemed it is in the redemption that we are going to know the name of the God of Israel. And Moses said unto God behold when I come to the children of Israel and say unto them the God of your fathers has sent me unto you and they will say what is his name what shall I say to them and God said unto Moses I am that I am and he said you shall say unto the children of Israel I am has sent me unto you and God moreover said to Moses thus you shall say to the children of Israel the Lord God of your fathers the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me unto you this is my name forever and this is my memorial unto all generations the name of the God of Israel is we often say and pronounce it as being Yahweh the Hebrew is yod Hey vav Hey. yod Hey vav Hey has a numerical value of 26 this is known as gematria where every Hebrew letter has a numerical value and every word in Hebrew has a numerical value. If you take Yod, He, Vav, He, the Yod has a numerical value of 10, the He, 5, the Vav, 6, and the He, 5. The numerical value of Yod, He, Vav, He is 26. This is when the God of Israel made his name known unto his people. So Yod, He, Vav, He, which has a numerical value of 26, is that the God of Israel, when he's redeeming his people in the generation with Moses, that Moses is the 26 generation from Adam. So in the 26th generation from Adam he's revealing his name which has the numerical value of 26. There are 10 generations from Adam to Noah 10 generations from Shem to Abram and then we have Isaac, Jacob, Levi, Kohat, Amran and Moses or 26 generations from Adam to Moses. The rabbis teach that the name Yahweh will be pronounced and written in the Messianic era. In the book from Exile to Redemption by Rebbe Menachem Schneerson, volume 2, page 110, it is written, When Messiah comes, the divine name will therefore be pronounced as it is written. For then, the entire universe will be eradicated by the name Havaya, which transcends time and space. For this name is a composite of, ultimately, the name of the God of Israel, which is yod heh which means to be eternally existent or was, is, and will be all at the same time. And so because we are living at the dawn of redemption, that is why there is a restoration to proclaim the name of the God of Israel, which is yod heh vav in the days and the times in which we're living. Because upon the redemption, the whole world will say and write his name as it really is. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, we are told that Yahweh tells 
chose Moses to tell the children of Israel, I am going to visit my people. And God said moreover unto Moses, Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt in the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. So he was to gather the elders of Israel and say these words, The Lord God of your fathers has visited you. Why were these words so important? Is because this phrase, I will remember or visit you, is the phrase that symbolizes or represents redemption. Genesis chapter 50, verses 23 through 25, it is written, And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of Macher, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knees. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land, under the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 68, we are told that the true deliverer is going to visit his people. And I have said, I will bring you up, Exodus chapter 3, verse 17. Tell them that I will do what I promised to Jacob their father. What did he promise him? And I will also surely bring you up again. Genesis chapter 46 and verse 4. And so Jacob promised his sons, but God will be with you and bring you back into the land of your fathers. Genesis in chapter 48 verse 21. Because of this tradition of deliverance which they possessed, that any redeemer that came and used twice the expression Pekad to visit was known to be a true deliverer. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 67, it is written, Say unto them, I have surely remembered you. God said to him, They have a tradition from Joseph that with this watchword will I redeem them. Go and tell them this sign. Why the double expression Pakod Pakati? The visitation of the future will correspond to that of the past. I will remember or visit symbolizes redemption. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2226, and commenting to Exodus chapter 3, verse 16, which says, I have indeed remembered. These words were pivotal in the acceptance by the Israelite of Moses' announcement of the impending redemption. As soon as you address them with the words, I have indeed remembered or visited you, they will listen to your voice, for this sign has been passed on to them from the time of Jacob and Joseph. They know that these are the words that will herald the redemption, for both Jacob and Joseph said, God will surely remember you. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, we are told that Pharaoh will not let the children of Israel go. And they shall hearken to your voice, and you will come, you and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt, and ye shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us, and now let us go, we beseech you, three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. Pharaoh, not letting the children of Israel go from their bondage, he is a type of Hasatan or Satan. Ezekiel chapter 29 verse 3. Speak and say, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, 
worship the great dragon that lies in the midst of his rivers. The word here, dragon, is the Strong's number 8577. It's the Hebrew word tanin or tanim. It means a dragon, a serpent, or a sea monster. Revelation chapter 12 verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Pharaoh is a type of Leviathan. Psalm chapter 74 verses 12 and 13. Leviathan is a sea monster. For God is my king of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. You did divide the sea by your strength. You broke the head of the dragons in the water. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, Patterns of Exile and Redemption in Exodus. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.